Welcome back to Dead Bod Walking Out. Walking, it's a fucking cracker of a day today. She's sunny as. It's a beautiful day to be out alive. Good, good day to have a, uh, a dead bod chat about why we need to live long, healthy lives because otherwise you miss out on this shit and your family get to go to a funeral too early, which is a bit, a bit disappointing. So on a happier note, morning, Lynn. Morning. <laughs> now, we've had an argument. The good thing is having a business partner who you go fucking head to head with. She is a, a pig of a woman, and I say that with love and care. Um, because <laughs> 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 a pig of a woman in a, in a great way, because if she wasn't, we wouldn't have had the successes that we've had. But she's a fucking bulldog. She's a smart bulldog. But one of the things that Lynn has, and the reason for this podcast, is because we talk about all dad bod stuff. One of the things Lynn has is uh, what we call an addictive behaviour. Um, the addictive behaviour is, and I'll we'll, we'll let Lynn explain the you know, what, the what's and the why's, but let me just position it from a dad bod perspective, because there's a lot of guys on dad bod who come onto the dad bod journey, and their addictive behaviour has often led them to grow their dad bod or not get out of their dad bod or not sort of make the change they need to make, can it? So the addictive behaviour can be a fantastic thing and can drive you with amazing success and you'll see some very successful people have addictive behaviours. The little dwarf next to me is one of them. But also, those addictive behaviours can be the undoing if the addictive behaviour is focused on something that's negative. And we've met guys in the dad bod group who have addict- addictions towards food or addiction towards shit sleep or addiction towards sitting on the couch and not getting off their lazy ass, not exercising. And the addiction has driven the behaviour and the behaviour has meant that their bodies have suffered. And so not only when I come along and say, let's do this, am I dealing with actually getting them into action, but I'm also dealing with breaking an addiction. And for any of you who have been addicted to something, you know how difficult it is and how extraordinary lengths you'll go to to justify your addiction's okay or to try and manipulate your way out of having to break and change that addictive behaviour into something that's more serving of your long-term goal. So Lynn, on that note, (laughs) morning, morning business partner, welcome to the addictive behaviour chat now, fresh off the back of an argument this morning over something that we, uh, we clash with on business, can you put some smarts around or some context around addictive behaviour, you've got an addictive behaviour, why do some people have and some people not? What does it look like? <laughs> I was right, of course. I just I just said it on the record. I was right in the <laughs> argument. I'm always right. Me and the Pope. Always right. <laughs> so often, the first thing about addictive behaviour is many people don't actually recognise their addictive behaviour. Really? really? <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. I know all of my weaknesses. Um, but it's true. So we think about think about addiction and the one that your mind always goes to is alcohol. Now, some of us are addicted to alcohol and certainly, you know, Mike and I have both had our own journeys with alcohol and alcohol Ooh. addiction. Um, we were high functioning alcoholics for quite a few years. Um, and some of you may identify with that. The that is driven a lot by the substance, but it's driven also by, so it's the substance which is a chemical, which is addictive, but it's also driven by the brain because the brain has, inside the brain, there are basically 
pleasure centers. Woo, sounds nice. Um, and they are basically where the brain says, whatever you just gave me, I really like, and I'd like some more of it. And the primitive um, reward center, the pleasure center that we've got is sugar. So that's the second place we think of. We think of alcohol first. We often then think of sugar and sugar addiction. And that's because when we were, you know, 10, 100, uh, a million years ago, when we were out in the wild foraging and looking after ourselves, there were times when food was plentiful and there were times when food was really, really scarce. And so our bodies and our brains evolved to really send us towards anything high calorie, high in carbohydrates, and in our modern world that's become sugar, to basically gather it whenever we found it and eat it and get a massive pleasure hit from it so that we would survive in times of famine. So this this pleasure reward circuitry that's in our brain is from our evolution. So that's why we've got it, but unfortunately what happens is it shows up in a number of places. Like I said, alcohol and sugar are two of the famous ones, but it also comes along in the form of being, for example, a workaholic. So hands up, that's me. And if it's me, I'll say it again, it's me, I'm a workaholic. I'd like to say I'm a reformed workaholic, but here's the kicker. It's really hard to break that habit. Um, and that's because, if again, if you're like me, what your brain is looking for, the pleasure that your brain is looking for, is the adrenaline, the serotonin, basically the, the taste of success. So when you're a workaholic, often you're driven to end up as a workaholic because you've had amazing success. Now, whether that's success in the management capacity, whether it's building a business, whether it's physically, your brain has become hardwired to seek that success. It's become hardwired to seek the adrenaline rush and the serotonin hit. So those happiness, feelings of happiness that you get when you have a big win or you have a project that goes really well or you you get a new client or whatever it is and so what happens over time is the behavior becomes really really deeply ingrained because you get some success you work a bit harder you get a bit more success you work harder again you get a bit more success and your pleasure center is constantly being activated it's getting stronger that part of your brain is just like a muscle it's getting stronger and stronger every day and so it's constantly saying to you feed me feed me feed me give me more success and so you're always out there looking to reward yourself with more and more and more success and you find yourself working longer hours you find yourself working harder driving yourself harder fast forward a few years and that probably was fine in your 20s when you're an an ambitious young guy you went off to the gym you went to work you had a lot of success in life you were building your career you've then got to this point where all of a sudden we fast forwarded 10 or 20 years your family life has gone to shit because you don't have time for your relationship and your kids your body has gone to shit because you've stopped going to the gym, you've stopped living healthily, you're eating like shit because quite frankly you don't have time for that, you've only got time for your work and all of the things that you should be doing to achieve peak health and wellness um, in your old age have gone by the wayside. So you've achieved your career, you've got the success there 
but and you may have assets along the way you know boats houses cars money but you haven't got your health unfortunately because you've been doing it for so long that muscle in the brain that reward center that pleasure center is so damn strong it keeps you coming back time after time so every time you say you're going to break it and we've talked about habits and addiction a little bit before every time you say i'm, I'm going to reform i'm not going to do it you get drawn back so great example around um, being a workaholic and lynn you know, confessed this morning uh, on a cross that i put in her hand she made <laughs> she made a confession she's a workaholic and it's fucking up my life because she's a pain in the ass but that aside now she's admitted it on here, which is great. If you think of the addictions, and you, we always think of addictions, as Lynn said, yeah, we're talking about drugs and alcohol, and we think of it, what an addict look, looks like, and the yeah, having done my time with alcohol and and uh, and that sort of thing. I, I understand you have that hit and you get that serotonin release, you get that feeling of euphoria, and you can yeah, you can take on the world. That process, regardless of whether it's work, you know, being a workaholic or a drug addict or an alcohol addict. That plays out to anything in your particular world that provides pleasure and that pleasure is driving you to repeat it over and over again. And that could be just simply driving home, going to the local store and getting yourself a donut every night and getting that hit, that pleasure that becomes an addiction over time. It could be just watching Netflix. I always watch Netflix on a Monday, Tuesday night at 7pm. The pleasure you're getting becomes an addiction. So therefore when Dickhead here comes along and says, you've got to get off your ass and exercise, I'm not only fighting your body to exercise, but I'm now fighting your mind, and your mind is getting a, sh a huge sugar hit or a huge pleasure hit from sitting on the couch. So now we're overcoming the addiction that your mind has, the pleasure that you're getting from Netflix, or when I say don't eat the donut, not only am I fighting your body to don't eat the donut, but I'm also fighting your mind, and we know how powerful those chemicals are. So one of the first steps, and Lynn's going to finish up in a second, one of the first steps I'm going to get you to do as a dad bod is recognize and admit what addictions you currently have in your lifestyle that are not serving you. And you're going to put it through the, the lens of the food. Then you can put it through the, the lens of the movement. What type of movement are you not doing? And what are you avoiding? What injuries, restrictions, bullshit, princess flags do you have? The sleep. What sort of addictions do you have that are impacting your sleep? And obviously your mindset. What sort of bullshit addictions do you have that are disempowering your positive mindset and making your dad bod journey difficult. Once you put that on the table and you grow some balls and you say, I'm a fucking addict to this, this and this, then the next step is how do you beat an addiction? So we've all heard about cold turkey. I'm a cold turkey fruit loop because I don't get addicted. I'm not an addictive type of person. So if I get attached to something over time, when I was an alcoholic, my my therapy for alcoholism was just to stop drinking go cold turkey that works for my type of behavior but for some people that doesn't work the cold turkey approach is the worst approach because it throws their body into chaos so there's other strategies the ways to, to beat addictions and way to, to wean the body off the addictive state so a couple of the things that that you need to think about as mike said think about what you are addicted to Think about what's suffering in food, movement, sleep as a result of it. And then think about how you approach those sort of addictive behaviours and how you typically have success when you've changed a deeply ingrained habit or behaviour in the past. And just a little note on this one. Sometimes, like I said right at the beginning, we sometimes don't recognise our addictive behaviours 
But the thing that you'll spot is you'll be making excuses and justifying something. Really? Really? Coffee. We talked about coffee yesterday. And when we were talking about coffee, we said that often people reach for coffee. It's the first thing that they do. And what do they get? They get a buzz from it because they get adrenaline released and they get insulin and they get a buzz. So every day you're going to reach for your coffee. And if I say to you, get rid of the coffee, it's not helping you, you'll find a million and one reasons why you need the coffee, why you think it's not a problem, why you believe, Mike does it all the time, coffee's fine, my triglycerides are fine, it's not harmful to me, I can drink as much (laughs) coffee as I like, it won't affect me, Um, it doesn't affect my sleep. You know, and then when I say to Mike, um, demonstrate it, show me your sleep scores on a day you've had caffeine and a day you haven't, there's a marked difference. So you'll find yourself, you'll find yourself making those excuses, justifying your actions. So dig deep, because sometimes you really do have to peel back the layers on this one. And then, like I said, think about when you've made a change in your life, doesn't have to be wellness, but when you've made a change, what's really worked for you? Because some people going cold turkey is the answer. The only answer is willpower. Other people, it's about admitting it and getting support with it. So for me, my addictive behavior in terms of work is so strong that I'm constantly pulled back, I'm constantly tempted, and I need to put my hand up and say, this isn't working. I need somebody to slap me. No, you don't have permission, Mike. Awesome. <laughs> I need somebody to slap me and tell me <laughs> I'm slipping back into my old behaviour. So you need the accountability partner. So some people accountability partners work and that could be your relationship partner. It could be a coach like Mike. It could be a mate. It doesn't matter who it is. Just somebody that you trust who can spot the behaviours and bring you back to your senses. Other people, it can be groups. So the reason Alcohol Anonymous is really, really successful for a lot of people is that it's the group. Again, it's the accountability and it's the obligation to the group. And then for some people, it's about finding a new behaviour which is much more compelling and basically acts in the same way. So you don't want to transfer one addiction to another, which can happen, but you do want to find something that your brain will recognise as being equally good, if not better, than the old habit and the old addiction. So there's a bunch of different strategies that you can use, and they'll all depend on what your addiction is and what your personality and behaviours are. Beautiful, some good chat. So let's, so let's be clear, I'm happy to bitch slap any of you. If you need to break the habit, I'll, uh, I'll shove a grenade up your ass and blow you up if you go to the uh, the donut store and you're not supposed to. One of the addictions you can do, get this one, Lynn, this is fucking hilarious. One of the addictions you can do is become a regular subscriber to this podcast. <laughs> See what I did with that? <laughs> fucking clever. It, it is addictive. <laughs> <laughs> Join us tomorrow, guys. Dad bod walking. you got to love it. Cheers.